Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Freestyle Way podcast. I wanted to share a slightly different episode today as I'm doing it solo. I have no guest. And specifically, I wanted to share a recording from a workshop I gave in my members community. And the title of the workshop is Being Clear. And this workshop is dedicated to assisting you in learning how to design and create anything in a way that allows you to deliver a powerful message. And my recommendation is, as you're listening to this, to do this in a focused manner. So grab a notebook, and as you're listening, feel free to pause the recording as needed to give yourself a chance to respond to the questions that I ask and to really absorb the information that I'm sharing. And although you can do this alone, I do encourage you to maybe find a friend or a group of people that you are working with to not only keep each other accountable in doing these exercises, but also to share and reflect on the answers that you have given to further enhance the experience. So that being said, welcome to the podcast. And here is the Being Clear workshop. Enjoy. This is the Freestyle Way. I'm so glad to have everybody here. And the good news is that every single one of you already has the main ingredient for being clear, which is care. You care enough to be here and you're curious enough to want to explore. And um, I can only assume that there's a little bit of hope uh, that I'm going to say something or guide you through a process that's going to bring more clarity to what you're currently doing. And that is my hope too. And that is my intention as well. And I'm going to do the best that I can to guide you through this. And the way that I'm going to do it is by trying to be a little formal <laughs> so we don't get lost and to share some uh, very basic frameworks and structures that are going to catalyze uh, a thought process and a potential conversation. So being clear, what does this really mean? <laughs> if I really knew, would I be here? That's the question. But what, the, 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 the thing that we want to really get into it is that being clear is being able to place your intention that which you are thinking about, feeling, at the forefront of what you do, speak, and are. And in order to best do this, one needs to exercise practice awareness. Today's session is really a workshop on awareness, and awareness directed towards that which is coming up for us, and then participating in what we are choosing to share. Choosing is, um, choosing is our most deliberate, most fundamental act as human beings, choice. The problem we face is that the majority of choices that we make are not deliberate, they're reflexive, they're part of our habits. And although reflexive behavior automatic behavior, unconscious behavior is needed for our survival. It's what allows us to just get through the day without being overwhelmed. Some of us do get overwhelmed, of course, but uh, if we're here, we've, we've made it this far. Even though it's there to assist us, it 
at times can, can uh, misguide us. And today, really, what we're doing is we're making a subtle adjustment, a one degree adjustment to that which we are choosing. And thus moving from being 100% uh, reflexive to being 99% reflexive. Okay, that's, that's the intention. And that 1% that we're choosing to, choosing to be deliberate through, that will be enough to make the positive changes that we seek and to uh, feel, and this is the most important aspect of, of this workshop, is that it's, it's to feel clear. And when one feels clear, one is clear. And why do I say this? Well, the lens through which we see the world is our affect, is our mood. Our affect is our current state of being. Uh, our mood is, is, is the combined or over time expression of our affect. And that mood is our lens. It's our state of being. And in our state of being, uh, we are uh, translating that which we are experiencing into something that is meaningful. And finding meaning is at the essence of becoming clear. So today what we're gonna to try to find meaning on is that which you care about. Something that I, I say at a lot of my uh, seminars that kind of rub people a little bit <laughs> uh, funny is when I say, my friends, um, I don't care about your problems. And the reason is because I have enough of my own. <laughs> I can't, I can't take on anymore, but I do care about what you intend to do about your problems. I do care about how you choose to participate with your problems, and that's why I'm here. This is so important because this is taking full ownership of that which we are, that which we do, and without ignoring that who other people are and to participate with other people in a way that is of assistance, of help, of support. So as we explore that which is meaningful to us, my suggestion is that you take full responsibility of everything, of all of it. And the moment you do that, to notice the relief that comes with responsibility. Ultimate responsibility is ultimate freedom. That's, that's the state. That's the place that we're trying to enter. And that's the mood and the affect that we want to experience at any given point in time. When we can do that, now we are being clear. This doesn't mean that we have the right words or the best words. It doesn't mean we have the right techniques or methods or the product or the organization, but at least we have the clear intention and thus a clear state of being. And that being enough to create clarity as we go. When thinking about being clear, I can't help to think about, but to think about uh, people's mission statements, purpose statements, and right now, one that's popping up for me is Tesla Motors, okay? They, they, they make cars, electric cars. 
although they make cars, and this is what Elon Musk does through Tesla, they, they, also, um, they also make solar panels and they have other products. Their, their mission is not to make electric cars, but rather to accelerate the incorporation of sustainable energy. That's the mission. The vehicle, <laughs> literally and figuratively, is um, building cars. Having a clear mission, having a clear purpose is that which you can always fall back on and ask yourself, for what? For what are we doing this? For what am I saying this? For what am I here? Well, I'm here to, if I'm Tesla, to accelerate the integration of sustainable energy. If I'm uh, Gandhi, <laughs> and I am fighting for um, uh, independence, I'm fighting for fairness, the mechanism may be uh, law, which is what uh, Gandhi uh, was. He was a lawyer technically, but his mission uh, was not only to bring fairness, inclusivity, but to express that through his life. My life is my message. That's the infamous words. Another one that's popping up for me right now is uh, Steve Jobs with Apple. Steve Jobs, back in the day, he's being interviewed or they're doing, um, they're asking him some questions. And uh, somebody stated that um, he has a computer company. And he said, you're mistaken. This is not a computer company. This is a tool company. And um, the person who was interviewing him said, could you please elaborate on that? And he said, well, there was a study on locomotion where uh, they studied different animals, including the human being, to see who was the most uh, uh, locomotive or efficient at moving from point A to point B. And the condor, came out uh, number one with a high degree of margin. And the human being came up uh, in around uh, place 36, position 36. Not very good, relatively speaking. But then they did the same test with uh, the human being on a bicycle, riding a bicycle. And in that test, the human being riding a bicycle came out number one as most efficient at moving from point A to point B with a huge degree margin to second place. And he said, as human beings, we are technologists. We build tools to make our expression greater, to enhance our abilities. That's the mission of Apple. And that is my mission as uh, Steve Jobs is saying this, of course, that's my mission as an individual is to enhance that is to make sure that that is uh, always happening. So as we're just sitting here right now, I want you to start just percolating. What is it that my mission is? And what is it that I care about that I am trying to participate in, in my own unique way? But what we're gonna do is we're going to start this little exploration together 
by using the um, subtitle of this workshop, which was to create and design with the intention to deliver a powerful message. In this description lies the framework, lies the secret. Okay, <laughs> And I'm going to now give you the secret, the secret sauce. In the beginning, create and design. What we're going to tap into is three elements, our imagination, our ideation, and our implementation. Kyra, you are probably familiar with this. We've been working on it. Our imagination is our inspiration. Our ideation is our planning and our implementation is our execution. All of us in the practice of becoming clear, we must allow ourselves to have space to be inspired. This is to come up with new ideas, new ways of connecting the dots. Inspiration is breathing life into something. So it's allowing life to come into us. We need to have a practice of planning. And here it's very important that we be very careful and avoid the trap of planning to plan. <laughs> Corporations love to plan and then have another meeting for planning a little bit more and then another meeting for planning a little bit more. And then all of a sudden you're trapped in planning to plan and you get nothing done. And then the third, the third aspect of creating and designing uh, is implementation, which is execution. You must do. This is what Nike did so well. Just do it. Just get it done. Now, as I'm sharing this, uh, I am also very uh, aware that as I share examples like Steve Jobs or Apple or Tesla or um, uh, Gandhi or uh, who did I just say now? I don't know if I said anybody else, but whoever I, I mention, you may have a reaction. You're like, well, I didn't really like Steve Jobs. He, they said he was uh, really mean to his employees. Okay. That may be true. We're not judging people on their character today. Today, we're talking about clarity. <laughs> he was a mean guy, but he was crystal clear. Whoa, Tesla owned by Elon Musk, currently number one on the Forbes list. He is the richest man known uh, to mankind, at least officially, uh, in the world. He owns such a large percentage of the, um, the wealth in the United States that it's almost absurd and it shouldn't be acceptable. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about clarity. So be mindful as I share examples to not succumb to your personal <laughs> feelings about um, uh, the people or the brands, okay? Because this is all about us right now. It's all about you. And if we allow that to happen, as I share examples, uh, we will get lost in the mix. Plus, uh, we should be very mindful here because when we execute, those who execute will always have some sort of fault. And that's why implementation after this workshop is going to be the most important aspect. Dreaming is nice. Planning is nice. But doing is the meaning of uh, being. 
I share that because I don't want us to get lost in emotions today. And I want us to live maybe just a little bit more up here in, in the place of clarity. And this is where intention comes into play. Every single person has positive intent, even when their actions are negative and uh, detrimental to others. That being said, we as individuals today are going to explore our purpose. And I'm sure you have already done this to some degree before, but know that we're going to try to dive into it with a little bit more specificity. And the reason we're gonna do this is because we wanna deliver a message and the message has to be delivered through a mechanism and we're gonna call it the mechanism. And I want you to already think right now, what is your mechanism for delivering your message, your purpose? Is it you are teaching physical education? You are working on a dissertation uh, that is going to outline uh, a problem and a solution? What is your mechanism? And I want you to think about that and have that very present in what you uh, are going to be thinking about today and to um, allow yourself, even if it's just for 30 minutes today, to let go of all of that which you could be doing and simply saying, I'm just choosing this one mechanism today and to take full ownership of that. Today, my mechanism is... I am a teacher sharing information via Zoom about being clear, okay? That's my mechanism. It's very simple. And what we're trying to do here is we're trying to deliver a powerful message, which is going to involve work and time. Just the word powerful, that's what it really means. It means full of power. Power is work over time, effort over a cycle. And we're gonna address what that means. And then uh, we're gonna get into our message, which is the philosophy. And the reason I'm saying the philosophy here is because today, although we have multiple philosophies, we have multiple ways of looking at the world, I want you to choose one. Just choose one today, whatever that is, choose that philosophy. And uh, we can always uh, wrestle with it later. Okay, now we wanna start to get into it. and. In order to arrive at a place where we can uh, share that which we love, we need to start with questions. And the questions that we're gonna ask ourselves are going to uh, revolve around that which we care about and specifically that which we care to know, that which we care to gain, to uh, obtain wisdom from. And right now on your piece of paper right there in your journal, uh, whatever you're using, just write a sentence or two about that which you care to know. What would you like to know? This is just off, off the top of your head. So now that we have a sentence or two about that which we care to know, that which we're curious about, I want you to try to answer the following question. What have I invested time and effort into this week, month, and year? And be very simple. And once you have that, I want you to ask yourself, for what? What have you invested time and effort into? And for what? 
what do you believe your investment is going to produce? What's it going to bring you? If you have 20 things to say, choose two. And for the sake of this workshop, allow yourself to choose. Allow yourself to choose. This is one of the biggest resistance points we have in our society. We have so many choices. We have so much abundance. We have so many thoughts. We're scared to choose. Allow yourself today to choose. Anything you write down right now, remember you can always come back and review it. You can always answer these questions again. In fact, I encourage you to try to do this uh, frequently simply to get into the habit of reflecting on that which you are putting your attention and investing your energy into. Okay, I'm moving on my friends. We are moving into purpose. Now you know what you've invested time into and you know a little bit, at least at the forefront, for what, but you've at least said it. You've said it and you put it on paper. Now we're going to take a parallel route now and we're going to talk about um, not necessarily for what, but how we are participating in the reason behind our actions and our investments. And we're going to answer these very simple questions. What do you do? So for example, if you invested time in uh, your physical practice and your training, what is it you did in your training? If it was uh, time that you invested in working with clients because you provide a service, what is it that you're doing with them? Now, as we get into the second question here, and, and don't be scared if I'm moving a little fast here. This is something that once again, you can review. I want you to try to be just off the top of your head. Don't think too much, just allow it to happen. Who do you do what you do for? Who do you do it for? If you are struggling to um, identify who you serve or who you work for, think about yourself. Who are you? And when you think about who you are, I don't want you to necessarily fall trap for the essence of yourself, which is kind of nameless, but I want you to think about that which you need and that which you feel. Who are you? Who are the people that you serve from the perspective of needs and feelings. Are you able to describe that? And you'll see that this, this very seamlessly ties in, it almost overlaps with the next question, which is what do they need or what do you need? If you are a teacher or a coach in the physical fitness space, maybe all they need is guidance. If you're a filmmaker, maybe they need escapism. Maybe they need perspective. What do they need? What do you need? And finally, when that need is met, when the person who's watching your film gets their need met, what impact do you make? When you guided your student through the curriculum, the practice, the method, 
and they get their need met or at least one need met, what impact do you make? What does that impact look like? And here I encourage you to be specific. If you say something like uh, they feel peaceful or they feel fulfilled or they are happy, um, happiness, <laughs> fulfillment, empowerment, that is subjective. I would like for you to try to be a little objective. Be specific. It's kind of like asking somebody, hey, what's your favorite book? I've read a lot of books I, I, I couldn't choose versus what's the book that you gifted the most? Oh, that's a little different. That's very specific and it's very actionable. So think about your impact that way. Okay, now we're gonna get into the mechanism. And in the mechanism, what I want you to ask yourself is what are you building? What are you creating? What are you designing? that will connect you and your message with your people. The reason this is such an important um, question is because being clear requires a channel. In order for there to be a channel, there needs to be a structure. In order for there to be a structure that allows one thing to connect with another, there needs to be a way of plugging in. That which you're building is like a plug. And I want you to think about what is it that you are currently working on, whether it's your physical self, it's your uh, personal development, it's your uh, business, it's your family relation. It doesn't matter what it is that you're working on. As long as you can think about it as a connector that allows your message to be transmitted. So I want you to just in a couple sentences there, see if you can lay it out. Let's go ahead and take a breath here for a second. Is anybody feeling overwhelmed or unclear? <laughs> Raise your hand if you want. Yeah, if, if you feel overwhelmed and unclear, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> this is wonderful. We as human beings tend to believe that clarity comes from a place of simplicity, comes from a place of pure silence where it's just this and that's, that's it. It's not how it works. It's chaotic. It's confusing. When we allow for ourselves to live in that chaotic state, but without trying to control it, without trying to reach, without trying to judge, that's the moment we feel the freedom to choose. And one of the reasons that we experience this when we go through this process that we're, we're doing right now is that when you have to put your pen on the paper, you're either unaware of how many thoughts are crossing your mind or you have this uh, sense of overwhelm that if you choose one to put on the paper, you're saying no to all the others. That's not true. <laughs> that, is, that is simply a momentary truth. And that's why right now I'm saying, just let it be whatever it is, whether it's what you're going to stick with and uh, anchor everything that you do from now on. Just let it be for now. 
And if you can do that, uh, I believe it's going to work out. <laughs> uh, confession. Uh, the confession is I'm doing this because doing this workshop allows me to practice being clear. I come over here, present myself as somebody who knows about being clear, but I have the same experience. Oh, wow. There's so much going on. There's so many thoughts. But when I put myself in this context, when I allow myself to choose, I can be in a place where I'm practicing clarity. That's why implementation, execution, doing is so important. Chaos is self-organizing. Okay, drop your pens. <laughs> We're done, shake it, shake it out. We can't, can't, can't write anymore. Imagination, my friends. Let's talk about imagination. When was the last time you allowed yourself to imagine. Like you created the space to imagine. When was the last time you did that? And if you can remember when the last time you allowed yourself to imagine was, where were you? What were you doing? How did it feel? I want you to think about that for a minute. I allowed myself to enter a state of imagination last night right before going to bed and I was processing um, something that I'm working on and I just allowed myself to imagine. I was very relaxed, although there was a little bit of fear because I knew that if I entered a state of imagination, I could potentially enter a state of problem solving. But I also told myself that one of the rules for Im my imagination was letting go of all control, not trying to solve. That's the last time I did it. Um, when was the last time you allowed yourself to imagine without the need of fixing or controlling? I just want you to think about that. You don't need to write it. You can write it if you want, but just think about it. Now, I want you to think about when was the last time you um, worked on planning something and you went into the nuts and bolts, like you did the whole thing. When was the last time you really worked out all the kinks within a program that you're working on, a movie, uh, a class that you're teaching, a product that you were designing? When did you do that? And when you did it, how did you do it? What was the process? Was it analog? Was it digital? Or was it mental? The reason I say analog, digital, or mental right now is because Analog is more like, let me just take this piece of paper and start putting post-it notes up here. That's a little analog. Uh, digital is more like, oh, let me go on my computer and type in some things and maybe look up some images and put them together and see if I can uh, come up with a, a structure. Or was it mental? You were organizing it in your, uh, your head. Has anybody here uh, watched the, the show? Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the, the title. Uh, I think it's Queen's Gambit. The, it's the chess, yeah, the chess, chess player, which was so cool. She was doing ideation, practicing her, her, her plays on the ceiling. She was doing it mentally. Uh, so what kind of 
ideator are you? What kind of planner are you? And then finally, I want you to think about implementation. How many of your ideas that you planned through did you commit, and I'm using this word commit, to executing, meaning that you started them, you went through the routine and you finished them. And if so, which one, which one of those that you committed to execute on were the ones that felt the best? That when you did them, you're like, I'm glad that's over, but it felt great. <laughs> I may never do it again, but that one felt really good. I just want you to write that down if you can uh, remember that. Okay. So I'm going to share something that I do. I share this in the interface. So Kyra, you know about this, but it's the three journal approach. It's good to have three documents, three journals, three spaces, three places where in one, you get to uh, place everything that you imagine. You just get to write the, the, the craziness that comes out. There's another journal that you use for ideation, your planning. This is where you write all the details on how you're going to execute what you think is going to happen, planning ahead of time, putting timestamps on things, structure. And then one journal or one space where you dedicate it to implementation execution. When we have these three journals, what ends up happening is that we get to have a journal of the future, a journal of the present, and a journal of the past. Imagination tends to be future possibilities. If you think about time as linear, uh, it may get a little messy, but imagination is future. Ideation is present. It's what you're currently doing. It's how you're currently thinking about things. Implementation is the past, the journal of the past. It's keeping a record of what you did. This is history, your personal history. Specifically now around that which you are sharing as your philosophy. In the time of the enlightenment in France, one of the most important aspects of the enlightenment movement was uh, keeping records historical records. Writing down that which you have done is of the essence to be able to take your imagination and ideation to another level. It also keeps you fully accountable, which is another way of saying fully responsible. And the beauty is that although you put it down on paper or in a document, that is not permanent, it's impermanent. And knowing this is very exciting because it allows you to work through the following three questions that I'm gonna share with you. Is that everything that you're designing as a mechanism or a message to deliver, um, or a mechanism or a message to deliver your philosophy can go through these three questions. Number one, is this feasible? Is what I'm thinking about working on feasible? Meaning, can I even do it? Do I have the resources? Are they available? Is this viable? 
this is, is this something that is sustainable? Is this something that I can do for a long period of time? Is this something that is going to feel once I create it, build it, is this something that's going to feel like effortless effort? Meaning I may dedicate all of my waking hours to delivering my philosophy, building my business, creating the movie, but is that effort effortless? Does it feel effortless? In other words, does it feel in alignment with that who you truly are? And finally, the most important question, is this desirable? A lot of times when we imagine, we think we desire what we're imagining, but then when we actually implement, execute, we realize, oh, wait, (laughs) my bad. I did not know it was going to be like that. I don't really desire this. The reason desirability is key is because desirability is the foundation of needs and feelings and it's needs and feelings that are not only our own but the ones that are shared shared with our friends our families our communities our cities our countries our planet and when we are able to tap in to a creative process, a design process that is in alignment with our philosophy in a desirable manner, it automatically becomes relevant to everybody else. And you don't need to even try anymore. You just need to do. This is the most powerful aspect of that, which we're working on. Can you repeat that last that last uh, statement, Carl, please. Yeah, let's see if I can, as I am simply flowing right now. When we are able to participate in that which we are creating and designing in a way that is desirable for us, where we, yes, I love this. This feels good. I'm excited about it. When we're able to do that, then automatically other people get to connect. And the reason is because when you do it in that fashion, you exude joy. And joy is uh, peaceful, inclusive, fun, lighthearted. It's the opposite of what we believe this world is. Heavy, limited, emotional. (laughs) And now if we want to get a little practical, all we need to know is that the steps of uh, a design process include first identifying the need. All you need to know is what do I need? What do people need? You need to research the problem. Research the problem. The word says it. It's re-look for. Look for something again. You look for it, look for it, look for it, look for it. This is seeking. Now, seeking the problem, unfortunately, can be a trap. And that's why today we're practicing simplicity. We're simply saying, just choose. What's the problem? Well, the problem is that we are all emotional beings and that with all the uh, misinformation and overwhelm of information that comes through, uh, it is accumulating uh, information in my head that's not allowing me to move that which is emotionally heavy at the moment. That for me, that's 
of the essence because I'm focusing on emotional fitness, but you may have some other problem that you have identified. Research, work with it, but don't get caught in it. Develop possible solutions. What are the solutions? Are you going to teach a yoga class? Are you going to uh, produce a, a movie? Are you going to uh, uh, teach a breaking class? Are you going to produce uh, a product for uh, the breaking community? What is it going to be? What are the possible solutions? Then you must select the most promising solution. This is where you need to choose and act on one thing. And it has to come from a place of promise. And what are you promising yourself? Well, I'm promising myself that I'm going to stay true to my philosophy. Shane Dorian, big wave surfer. He wants the big wave surfing to be safe. He creates a piece of technology, which is a life jacket that you can pull. When you pull that life jacket, it shoots you straight to the top if you've been caught under a big wave and you need to get air. His sponsor helps him fund the project. They create a patent. They make that patent open and free and available for everybody. So all his competitors, all the brand competitors can come in, use that technology to help other big wave surfers. That's the most promising solution through a technological uh, mechanism to assist big wave surfing, something that Shane Dorian is passionate about, to continue to grow. Construct a prototype. This right here, this workshop right here, this is a prototype. This is me putting out one little product, one little service, one little moment. Test and evaluate. I'm testing this and I'm evaluating myself. I can also say, hey, everybody, at the end of this, I can say, hey, everybody, uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, any feedback, it's welcome. Positive, negative, hit me with it. Test and evaluate. And then communicate your design. You must share it. And this is where uh, we started today. We started with uh, me asking you to tell, tell me why you're here in a very simple way. That is you communicating your clarity. And then this is the most important aspect is redesign. Make the adjustment. Okay, I'm gonna present you a case study. This is uh, not a sales pitch because I'm involved in this brand, but it's, um, it may be helpful to uh, put it all together, okay? This is a strike movement, footwear and apparel company that I'm involved with and I've been involved with since uh, 2012, 2013. And uh, strike movement, as the brand says, it's here to strike movement. Very clear, that's the brand. And then there is a little uh, flag right there, which I'm going to talk about uh, in a second, which is the logo. The logo is the symbol. The brand name is the name that you see here right now. And the philosophy behind it is what's, what we're trying to deliver through uh, what we do as a company. And this company, Strike Movement, the original movement brand, that is simply positioning. Now, Strike Movement, established in 2012, the athletic footwear and apparel brand merges technical performance with a classic aesthetic. Okay, what is this? This is an athletic footwear and apparel brand. Great, what is that? That's the mechanism. The mechanism is a, is a product, okay? Now, Strike Movement was built on the underlying philosophy of unity through movement. The United by Motion tagline is the soul of the brand 
and expressed through the support and inclusion of all movement modalities, sexes, ages, races, and orientations. Okay, the philosophy is one of movement and inclusivity, very clear. And then finally, uh, Strike Movement designs all their product on the foundation of intelligent minimalism. Intelligent minimalism being the versatility for broad spectrum performance, very technical uh, speech here, but clear that meets both the technical and casual expectations of a new generation of movers and athletes to create new athletic standards. This is the impact. The goal is to set new standards for how we move. So what is Strike Movement? Yes, Strike Movement is a footwear and apparel company, but what it really believes in is in inclusion and in setting new standards for how we express ourselves physically. An example of this is, I'm thinking about UJ Soul right now, is uh, break dancing, breaking in the Olympics. Breaking is an art but now has become competitive over the years and has gone through many iterations. And all of a sudden now is gonna be presented in the Olympics. This, although a new standard and exciting and inclusive is also something that creates friction. What are the originals gonna say? Oh, this is an art. It's not supposed to be competitive. Are we selling out? It, this is where now we're being questioned. If we are able to return to the core of the philosophy of anything that we do, we will understand the impact and natural consequences of our behaviors and thus be able to make adjustments. Those adjustments, that is what I was referring to earlier. That is saying, oh yeah, we are reflexive in nature, but we can also be deliberate. If we are deliberate in certain areas that we have chosen, reflected on and worked with, now we're going to get something very special out of it. And this is where purpose really comes into play. Now, um, one last thing right here. If you look at the flag, the strike movement flag, I want you to just see something. First and foremost, it's a flag. A flag is something that represents a state, a state of mind, a group of people. Think about where you see flags. The other thing that you see in the flag is that it's in motion. It's moving. Something interesting about a flag is that a flag, uh, you can fold it, you can mold it, it's, it's flexible. When it has wind interacting with it, all of a sudden it creates structure, motion. You may also see that there is a top and bottom piece that is creating an equal sign, inclusivity. This equals that. You also see that there's a difference between the top and the bottom, diversity. All of the philosophical um, uh, foundations of the brand is, in, is um, being expressed through the logo. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because you, like Gandhi, are the logo. You are the message. And when you're able to take full ownership of that, you can also make the adjustments. And this is very encouraging. And this can only happen with work and time. This is power. Remember, power is work over time, a powerful message. And that work will, um, that, that message will become powerful if you're willing to participate in what one could call the infinite practice. It's going in and out of the iterations of all that which I've shared up until now.
And this, my friends, is the uh, formula, the secret for becoming clear. It is simply doing and doing with enough vulnerability to know that you're most likely going to be wrong. Wrong necessarily in your intention, but in what you thought, believed, expected to come out of it. And being clear is truly the ability that we have to tap into how abstract life is. Abstractions are that which allow that which is in our mind and in our heart to align in a way that we uh, can understand and find meaning through. And that is called intuition. Being clear is being intuitive. Being clear is allowing your intuition to guide you. Being clear is allowing your intuition to guide you in a way that when you express yourself, you're also open to the changes that need to happen to that expression in order for it to continue to flow freely. That is the secret. And the place where that happens is in the place where you feel the most alive when you are participating or engaged with it. And this is not something that is always there. It's something that you have to be willing to look for. You have to open your eyes. You have to open your heart. And that right there is enough. And that is exciting. That's energizing. Farron says intuition moves fast. Yes, very fast, especially if you are sensitive, it moves very fast. But that's why we took an hour and now 10 minutes uh, to slow things down. And although your mind feels like it may be racing, maybe you're even at a place right now where you feel like, I don't know if I have enough clarity. I think I got more confused. To allow that confusion to simply be new space that you can grow into. And that new space being the clarity that you needed. All right, my friends, that was the episode for today of the Freestyle Way podcast. Thank you for listening in. And I really hope you found some clarity through the process. And if you did and you found some value in it, please do me a favor, leave a review, rate the podcast, let the people know. That helps tremendously. For now, thank you, and I'll see you. Well, I won't see you, but you'll hear from me next week. Peace.